Boy, that was a special night, wasn't it? And the night that brings us here together, that night that, that we call Christmas. Gosh, who would have ever known? Who would have ever known two simple words like Merry Christmas could be so confrontational, so offensive, and so divisive? I mean, who knew? And, and you know, there's some other words getting kind of caught up and lost in this. How about the words happy holiday? Well, you say that today, you say that today, you sound like a God-hating pagan, don't you? You know, honestly, folks, I'm, I may be the only Christian out here who thinks this. I, I'm not bothered by somebody saying happy holidays to me. I, I'm actually not bothered by anybody who wishes well for me. Season greetings, happy holidays. I bet we all used to say this at one time uh, until those words Merry Christmas became so divisive. I, I think we probably shouldn't be offended by happy holidays and I don't think others should be offended by Merry Christmas. Although, are you like me? I haven't actually found anybody offended by the two words, Merry Christmas. I'm not sure who those people are, but uh, boy, those have become such powerful words. But Christmas is about words. If you ever stop and think, there are words that Christmas owns. There are words that Christmas gives all the meaning and the definition to. How about sugar plums? When do you use that word other than this time of year? Or, or Yuletide. Anybody even know what a Yuletide is? I think a log comes with it, Dale. I, I think there's a log with it. Uh, Grinch, bah humbug, Scrooge, all these words, good words, negative words, they all get their definition by Christmas. Yeah, Christmas has its words. And what I want to do for a moment is just count some of those words. One, two, three, four, five. Let me give you those words with Christmas. Number one. One word that Christmas gives us is the word Jesus. Jesus, Matthew chapter 1 says, and you, she will give birth to a son and you are to name him Jesus for he will save people from their sins. That word Jesus in the Hebrew language is Yeshua. You and I would say Joshua and, and the word literally means salvation. So the angel was telling uh, uh, Joseph there, name this baby salvation because this baby is going to save people. Now there's a lot of us rolling around on this planet who don't even know we need to be saved, aren't there? But folks, without there being a Christmas, without there being a Jesus, what the Bible teaches is that we've all sinned. And with that sin, our destination is one of death and hell. But heaven has given us an opportunity. Heaven has given us one name whereby people can be rescued from sin, death, and hell. And that name is Jesus. One word, Jesus. Two words, fear not. The angel said to Mary, fear not, for you have found favor with God. You know what, folks? God's will for you this year, right now, this Christmas, the year coming, 2012, it's not fear. God's desire for you is not fear, it's not insecurity, it's not frustration and worrying. That does not come from God. But rather what God wants for you is just the opposite. He, he wants you to know a sense of security, a sense of confidence. There's a great verse in Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. No condemnation. You know, whatever 2012 holds for me, whatever it holds for you, I'm confident of this for my life. When it's all said and done, condemnation and judgment is not my future. But rather, it's enjoying being a child of God in eternal life and in reward because I will not be condemned. But now, in that verse, there was two other words, not fear not, but in Jesus. The total key to not fear not 
is to be in Jesus. Are you in Jesus tonight? That's the key to a life of security and confidence. Three words, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It says that they worshipped him. And, and then they opened up their treasures and they gave to him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, the three wise men, what they give us in the Christmas story is really the first guys and the only guys who purposely set out to discover Jesus. There's other people in the Christmas story, but a lot of them got caught up in it. They were in the midst of it. They were just kind of right there. But these three guys, they studied they researched, they planned, and then they went looking for the baby Jesus. They sought him out. And when they got there, it says that they fell on their knees. These men of wealth, these men of stature and, and fame. And they worshipped him and they gave gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. It says it was treasure. Not, not change in the pocket, not, not a tip, but treasure. Sounds a little different for a Christmas message, but it is right there in the middle of the Christmas story. Let me ask you a tough question. Is Jesus off limits to your treasure? Because if he is, I think the three wise men would say to you tonight, then you haven't met Jesus. You haven't met him because if you've met him, he's worth everything you are. He's worth everything that you have. Four words. The way of peace. Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, there in the middle of the Christmas story, praises God. And he says, the dawn from on high, referring to Jesus, the dawn from on high will visit us and will shine light in the darkness and in the shadow of death. And he will guide our feet, your feet and my feet. He will guide us to the way of peace. You know, the Bible teaches and Jesus teaches of himself that he alone is the way to peace. You understand that's why the offensiveness of those words, Merry Christmas. That's why the offensiveness of Christ. The world doesn't like that kind of exclusive statement. But Jesus does indeed say, I'm the only way. It's not Mohammed. It's not Confucius. It's not Joseph Smith. It's not Buddha. But it's not just that it's not these other religions. Folks, it's also not your good works and efforts. It's also not your religious rituals that you've been so careful to cover. But Jesus says, I alone am the way to peace. I alone am the way to the Father. Have you come to Jesus and let Him guide you to the Father, to the way of peace? And then five words. Boy, these are, these are a famous five words. No room in the no room in the end. Boy, I tell you what, I think preachers maybe are guilty of this. We've just beat that poor innkeeper to death over the centuries, haven't we? We've just made him the, the, the you know, the, he's the point of every bad story of Christmas. This guy who had no room for Jesus in his life. You know, I'm not, I'm not really sure that's true. I think the innkeeper was probably a pretty good guy. And there's nothing in Scripture to suggest that there was anything about him bad or that he was doing something wrong in that moment. You know what the innkeeper is? Overwhelmed. Clearly a citizen of the United States of America. You know what I mean? What, guys, there's this census going on. There's all these travelers. His, his hotel is full. You know what he's trying to do? He's just trying to get the next thing done. He's just trying to keep his head above water. He's not doing anything wrong. 
And the Bible doesn't say anything like that. But I think still in his life there's a lesson. You can be a good guy. You can be a good gal. You can be doing everything that you should be doing in life. But miss God. You can be overwhelmed with things you absolutely should be doing. But miss God in that moment. Boy, don't let the overwhelmingness of life let you miss God. Well, folks, honestly, I, you know, I'm a preacher, so I could go on and give six words and ten words and then a dozen words if you wanted me to. But I'm guessing it's time to kind of get on to the next thing in our list of things to do Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. But boy, Christmas gives us some great words. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who will save us from our sins, who will lead us to the way of peace. Oh, He's worthy of everything. He's worthy of all you are. He's worthy of all you have. Don't just make room for Him in your life. Make Jesus your life. Let's pray. Father, we come before you this afternoon seeking to pause in just a moment of the, well, like that innkeeper, the overwhelmingness and the busyness of these days that we're in. Lord, our family traditions, our meals, our presents, it's all so fun, it's so exciting. Oh, but God, in the midst of it all, may we not be so blessed by presents and so filled by food and so loved by family that we sense no need for you. May we realize you are the great gift and our great need is you. Lord, as we go throughout this evening and through this day, may we pause and think about whether we're in Jesus, about whether we're letting you, trusting in you to guide us to the way of peace, whether you're just a convenient part of our life or whether you are our life for you are worthy Lord we've paused in this moment we've given you this time to seek to express that that you are worthy above all else I pray you've been blessed and pleased by our time together in Jesus name Amen